So I don't know. I was going to try and do a podcast tonight, but um, my 9 volt battery is out on my. I've got a little headphone amplifier and I don't have a power cord for it. I don't know where the power cord went. It didn't come with the power cord. I got it from a buddy of mine and just didn't have a power cord with it. So I was possibly going to try and do something, you know, talk about something tonight, but I really don't like to hear the sound of my voice out in the open. I prefer to hear it through the headphones and I don't have um, an amplifier to plug the headphones into. So I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, right now, I don't even know how I sound. It probably sounds good, I'm sure, because I haven't messed with any levels or anything. But I prefer to just have headphones on and just hear what's going on through the headphones. And I can't do that tonight. I need a 9-volt battery. I've searched the entire house. I've I've um, checked a couple different uh, apparatuses from around the house. Um, my alarm clock in my bedroom, that battery has probably been in there for 15 years or whatever. So I pulled it out, touched my tongue to it, because if you don't know, that's how you check a 9-volt battery. You touch your tongue to both uh, the positive and negative um, terminals there, and you'll get a huge kind of shock on your tongue if there's a charge to it. I got absolutely zero on that battery. That thing was deader than a doornail. And I don't know where, you know, I just thought about that while I was thinking to say that out loud. Uh, deader, deader, deader than a doornail. Where did that saying come from? Um, I don't know. Let's look that up. Maybe we can look it up and see where deader than a doornail comes from. So who knows, you know, whatever. But I got to get a 9-volt battery. I need to get a, a pack of them, like a 6-pack or a 12-pack, whatever those come in. Are, are they like beer? Or they come in 6-packs, 12-packs. I don't know. But I need to get something because I don't like it. I don't like not to be able to hear myself in the headphones. It's just, it kind of just takes you into, into the space, into the world, into the podcast world. It, uh, it gets you, I don't know, like right now, the... Um, the AC has cut on, and all I'm hearing is this AC uh, wind coming out of the, is it, is it wind, air, uh, whatever it is, it's, it's, it's air, it's fucking air, it's coming out of the vent right there, I hear it, it's coming out, and I feel it, I got two vents right here, oh, three vents above my uh, head in this room, and then I got a return over here to my left, that is creating just as much noise as the three vents that are blowing air out, just sucking air in. So we got sucking, we got blowing going on. It's a whole orgy up in here. I don't know what's going on, but so I don't like it. I hear all this stuff going on, and it kind of aggravates me and um, distracts me. So I don't like it. And I thought I had the temperature down enough and that it had, had had time to acclimate enough that I wouldn't get some of this AC noise that I'm getting right now, but it just keeps cutting on, man. I don't know what's going on with it, but excuse me. Man, got some, uh, some indigestion going on or something. I can't quit burping. So... What night is it? It is Wednesday night. 
didn't work tonight. I will be working the next three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, as normal at the Homegrown Brew House over there at 117 South Main Street, downtown Somerville. Um, I've been watching a show on Netflix called The Haunting in Hill, in Hill, The Haunting at Hill House. No, it's The Haunting of Hill House. It's at, it's at, and it's in Hill House, but I think it's, the actual title of it is The Haunting of Hill House. The Haunting of, is it of? I think it's The Haunting of Hill House. So it's a, a 10 episode series that's on Netflix. Very good. I rather enjoyed it. I really did. Um, and I'm a big horror movie fan. I've, I've watched them ever since I was a kid. Uh, probably since, I don't know, seven or eight years old. I've maybe been getting into to horror movies. Seven or eight years old, that would be what? Seven would be 1979, 80-ish. So the whole big uh, thing came out. Um, you know, with the, the, the Halloween series and the Night, Nightmare on Elm Street and the Friday the 13th series. You know, those big three things kind of came out around that time frame. Uh, Halloween probably a little bit earlier than that, than, than the other two. But, you know, it's that time of year. It's, you know, Halloween. I, I guess that's why they put it out. It's smart. It's almost Halloween in a couple weeks here, October 31st. I don't need to say the date. Everybody knows what time Halloween is, what the date is. But So they put out this series, and, man, it was fantastic. And I, I was glad to see, I mean, a 10-episode series, and these were like 53 minutes apiece, so almost an hour. So you got 10 hours worth of, uh, worth of series. So way better than the two hour or not they're not even two hours if you go back and look at any of those early horror movies i mean they're an hour and 30 minutes at best so to have 10 hours worth of of an episode or of a series or of a movie put together um it just makes it way better i mean you have more time to kind of develop characters more time to develop suspense and to put together a storyline whatever uh which is why they did you know sequels to all those movies as well I mean, I think Halloween, we are up to, there's a new one coming out, matter of fact, this month or next month sometime uh, with Jamie Lee Curtis, like 35 years after the original. So they keep doing them. So they, they've got 10 you know, plus hours of, of screen time, but not all at once. I mean, you're not able to binge that whole thing. you got to wait a couple years in between each episode or each uh, movie to come out. So to have this thing where you could just kind of binge it for um, 10 straight episodes, was fantastic and I loved it. I thought it was really great. The first night I watched it, I watched two episodes here up in the studio. I was on the couch. I was watching it on the studio TV that's on the end of the table here. If you've seen the studio, you know what I'm talking about. And I watched those two episodes. I turned the TV off. I turned the lights off. I went up into the to the upper loft, upper level of the studio where I have a bed and I have another TV up there. Uh, I took Lay up there with me. She sleeps in the bed sometimes up there. I laid down. I didn't turn the upper TV on and watch anything else. I just watched those two episodes. I went to bed that night, and this was just a few nights ago. I went to bed that night, and I mean, I had three freaking intense damn uh, nightmares. I mean, that thing just left me. It left me. It left me. I was. <laughs> I was. 
I woke up. Um, I can't remember the third nightmare, but I, I loosely remember two of them. I definitely re- recall one of them. And man, I tell you what, I haven't had intense nightmares like that in quite a while. And I have them periodically. It just depends on what's going on in my life and, and what how stressed I am or what I've watched on TV. You know, different things kind of play factors into how the mind operates. But I had a couple intense dreams. One of them, I was, I was in a room. And if you haven't watched the series, that's fine. Just go watch it. You'll enjoy it. I promise you. Unless you don't like scary movies. And then watch it anyway. Just fucking get over yourself. Watch it. It's just a, it's just a TV series. So one of them, I, w- I was walking through this dark room. Kind of loosely lit room, I guess. Lightly lit. Not loosely lit. It could be loosely lit too. Loosely, lightly, somewhat lit. It was kind of dark. But it was there was a little bit of light. So I walk over to the, to the end of this room... And I'm kind of like in a corner almost. There's a little doorway to the to the left of me. Um, but I kind of walked up to the wall for some reason. And I turn around. I turn to my left. And I turn around. There's this ghoulish face kind of standing right there. The guy is a little bit taller than me. Super white face. You know, very washed out. No, no blood in it. No tan. No nothing. Just very kind of cold and dead looking, I guess. Um head kind of cocked to the side. It was cocked to, I guess, his right. So I turned to my left and I looked at it. His head is cocked to the right. Eyes are black as, as, uh, um, black as night. Faces completely white like a ghost. Uh, but not like a ghost at all. I mean, I can't see through this guy. He's like a physical being, like standing right there in front of me. And of course I try and scream. Nothing comes out. I'm, I'm, I'm forcing myself as hard as I can to, to make a noise, to scream, to say something, to get something out of my mouth, to, to, to explain to everybody out there that, hey, something is wrong. Somebody's here. Somebody's, I need somebody to come help me. I can't. My mouth is open. My mouth is agape. It's, it's trying to extract and project noise out of it, and nothing is happening. I try again. I try a third time. I try a fourth time, a fifth time. Finally, a little bit of a noise comes out of my mouth. A little bit more the next time. A little bit more the next time. And before I know it, I've got like a half a scream going. But I'm still not fully screaming where somebody could really hear me. But I've at least got some noise going on. I'm at least screaming. And this guy is about six inches from my face. Maybe less. Maybe five. No, six inches, I'm going to say. I'm putting my hand in front of my face trying to imagine where his face was. Um, and I'm looking deep into his eyes. I'm trying to scream as hard as I can. I get a little bit of a noise out. Finally, I put my hand, my right hand up on his left shoulder. And I'm going to try and, um, I don't know, uh, jujitsu him or something. <laughs> but I put my hand up on his shoulder and I figure maybe I can move this guy out of my way and I can run past him and get out of the room. As soon as I put my hand up on his shoulder and it just gently rests on the shoulder, Another being comes out, a female, comes out of the shadows, walking up behind on his left, um, comes almost gliding up, not even walking, just kind of gliding, uh, silky, kind of uh, an almond-colored robe, if I'm, if I'm thinking about it. I'm colorblind, but I'm thinking it's almond, it's kind of flowing, it's kind of silky, glides up. <clears throat> I've got my hand on the shoulder. She reaches over, 
has a syringe in her hand with like a 24, 26, 28 gauge needle, really tiny, thin needle, about uh, maybe a half inch long, brings that syringe down and injects me into the thumb side of my wrist with whatever was in that syringe. I don't know what it was, but injects me. I wake up, I get up, my arms are numb, I can't move them, my legs are numb. I mean, my whole body takes a second to kind of come back to life and the neurons to start firing so I can kind of move. And I wake up and I'm like, holy shit, what the hell is going on up in here? So, yeah, that was a few nights ago and it was not, it was not fun. It is. When I think back about it now, it's fun. But at the time, I was not having a good time. Um, another point of that, another time of that night, uh, Leia was having a nightmare. I woke up to Leia just kind of shivering, legs kind of kicking around like she's trying to run from something, and she's whimpering, and and uh, she's having a nightmare of her own. So I don't know if, if she was watching the show as well, and she had a nightmare, and she was uh, paying attention to it. But, yeah, Leia had a nightmare too. I had to reach over and kind of pet her and tell her to calm down. So nightmares all around. It was not fun. It was not fun until the next day. And then with that, I did, um, well, I watched, uh, you know, the next night I watched a few more episodes and I went to sleep thinking I was going to have um, more dreams. I did not. Not one dream, not one nightmare, not one anything that night. But I was hoping to, but it didn't uh, didn't take that second time. So the first time kind of got me. but uh, And I didn't have um, lay with me the second night. But, but I tell you what. When I laid down in the bed that second night, I was really kind of scared about laying in that bed. And I've got this, um, I got this room off the upper, off the up, uh, upper uh, part of the loft here, or the frog, I guess people call it, the full room above the garage. But I have this room up there. It's, it's a small closet. There's a door. You go in, it's a small closet. You look up into the ceiling. There's a, a little uh, hatch up there, door that goes into an attic you know, up way up in the ceiling. And then if you look straight ahead, there's a small door, kind of like an Alice in Wonderland type door, uh, Willy Wonka type door that uh, that opens up and goes into a walk-in attic. Well, you have to kind of crawl through the first part and then you can stand up once you get in there. But So as I went to sleep the second night, I was really thinking about that uh, about that room. Because there's a room in this in the TV show. You'll have to watch it. It's got a red door on it. They can't get into this room. They keep wondering what's in this room, what's in this room. And um, they can't get into it. So I was real worried about this room because I've been here over three years now. And I've never, I've gone into the closet. I've looked in there. But I've never gone through that other door into the attic space. Don't have anything in there. I haven't put anything in there. I have another small attic in the lower part of the loft that uh, I got a couple boxes in, and it's got the same kind of size door, about a four-foot door. No, not a four-foot door. It's probably like a three-foot door, three-and-a-half-foot door. It's a small door. Let's put it that way. It's tiny. So I've got some stuff in that little guy, but I've never put anything in this other in this other attic space. So I was real kind of concerned about that as I felt as I was falling asleep. I'm like, what is behind that door? What is going on? Is something is something going to come out of that door? So. It kind of bugged me for a little bit. I finally was able to close my eyes, although I kept, you know, opening my eyes like every two or three seconds. I would open one eye. I would open two eyes. I would open uh, 
uh, the other eye, I was trying to just kind of look through the darkness and see if I could see anything, uh, any apparitions or shadows or a person or a thing coming at me or if I could see the door opening or any lights. I didn't see anything. Nothing was going on. I finally fell asleep. The next day I decided, let's um, let's explore that. Let's explore that uh, attic space and let's see what's in there. Who knows? We could find some trinkets in there. We could find some treasures. We could find uh, some stuff that the previous owners left in there. Something cool. We could find some ghosts in there. I don't know. We could find uh, zombies, rats, roaches, spiders, snakes, squirrels. Who knows what the fuck we we're going to find in there. But I wanted to go in and find out. So I pulled out my new phone. I got the new uh, iPhone X um, S Plus. And decided I was going to go through and just see what was going on in that room. And, uh, yeah. But before I get into the rest of the story, so I, I was going into the room. To the attic. To the closet. Let me let me open a beer real quick. Because I have not opened a drink yet. And let's do it. So, we're going to open up a Sierra Nevada. Uh, this is from Beer Camp. It's a West Coast style IPA. It's called the Bone, uh, Boneyard Beer. And I haven't even looked this up on a tap yet, so let me see if I can do that. Uh, lickety split. And then we'll get back to the to the room, to the attic space. So we're going to untap. Here we go. Untap drink socially. God, gosh darn it. It always wants me to sign in. I don't want to sign in. I should have been signed in already. Did it save my password? Nope. It did not. I don't even know if I can sign in, guys. Oh, it did work. All right. So this is uh, Sierra Nevada West Coast West Coast style. Here we go. All right. So Boneyard Beer Company, collaboration with Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. So collaboration between Boneyard Beer and Sierra Nevada for beer, cramp, beer camp across the world. It's 8.4% ABV. It's got 65 IBUs. It's got an average rating of 3.92. And there's only 53 ratings, so not a lot of people have had this. Not a lot of people have had this. Ooh, that was loud. We're going to again pour this into my Freehouse uh, Brewing Company glass here out of Charleston, South Carolina. This is a good glass. I like it. It's got uh, a lot of room in it. It's a little bit bigger uh, glass than some of the other ones I have. So that's what we're pouring it into. And this beer is actually from, I think, a long time ago, man. I don't, I can't, I don't even know if they still do beer camp. Do they still do beer camp this here in Nevada? I'm not even sure. I think this beer is from uh, uh, quite a few years ago. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to pick up the can and try and figure out the date on it. It was uh, gifted to me from a very special lady, and I appreciate it. And here we go. I'm going to taste it. Not bad. 
I'm sorry I'm smacking on the mic. I do that all the time, but the mics these mics pick up a lot of stuff, man. They pick up a lot of <laughs> they pick up a lot of noises that I don't like them to pick up. Especially, you know, the last episode I used the mic on the other side of the table and it's got even more pickup and is even more intense than this mic is, so uh, you would have got more noise if I was on the other side of the table, but it's good. I think it's lost a little bit of its uh, a little bit of its nuances. Um, I don't know what is the date on this. I want to say it's like 2013, but I'm not sure if that date is right that I see on the bottom of this cam. But anyway, it's good. I mean, it's definitely West Coast style. It's uh, you know one of those hoppy kind of in your face type beers. Uh, it's good. It's good. I like it. I'm going to drink it. Don't get me wrong. Even if I didn't like it, I was going to drink it. Really. But, where was I? So I went into the room. I carried my, uh, my new phone in there because I want to take some video. And uh, turned on the, the video uh, on 4K. I put the light on so I could see where I was going. Uh, it might have been more fun if I would have kept it in the dark, but... I went in, and as soon as I opened the door, I didn't post this onto the Craft Conversations page. I posted it onto my own personal page. So you can watch the video there if you just go to uh, Brian Dale's uh, Senior. On my personal page, you can see the original video from a couple nights ago. But I went in. Um, like I said, the door is kind of tiny, and the first uh, area of it is kind of a crawl space. So I had to kind of crawl through there. I went in got through the crawl space into a space where I could stand up, stood up, and I didn't see anything in there. I thought I was going to see maybe something crazy. I, I was hoping there was going to be uh, something cool just left in there from some previous owners, or I don't know what I was expecting to see, but I, I kind of wanted to see something. And I'm not going to lie, I brought my, um, my Smith & Wesson 357 Magnum in there with me, I don't know what I was going to do with it. I mean, can you shoot a ghost? I don't know. But if there happened to be a zombie in there that was stuck in there, maybe I could shoot that and kill it, you know, shoot it in the head like they do on The Walking Dead. But uh, if a ghost was in there, I don't think it would have helped at all. Um, but it made me feel secure. Leia walked in with me, so she was there to protect me, and I, I was praying that uh, she was not going to start just barking and growling and howling because that would have freaked me the hell out. And you want to talk about moving and getting out of somewhere in a hurry. If she would have started barking or growling or, or doing something weird, I would have been out of that uh, attic space quicker than you could snap your finger, I guess. I don't know. That's not a good analogy. I think it is because snapping your finger is pretty quick. And I would have been out of there quick, quickly. So nothing eventful. eventful. I put the, put the video up. <clears throat> I watched a couple more episodes, the last couple episodes actually of the show, and then I got back into to the bed in the upper loft. I turned on the TV to watch some American Horror Story that I'm still trying to catch up on. And before I could even turn the Netflix on, I had all the lights off in the lower loft. I had the lights off in the upper loft. I just had the TV light on. You could, you know, there was an illumination of a light, and I started hearing. I heard a knock, like like that. And I swear, this was the night after the, the other video that I did. I swear that knock came from that closet door. Without a doubt. I, I'm not, 
I'm not going to say that it didn't. Without a doubt, the knock that I heard came from that that closet room, that closet space, and that door. Just like that. I heard one knock. And I'm like, holy mother of God, what in the world? I was laying there. I was sitting up against the wall. I had a couple pillows behind my back. I had a blanket over me. Um, I looked over to the door, and I'm like, what in the world is going on? There's no way I just heard a knock. Because if you watch this TV series, if you haven't seen it yet, go, go watch it. I highly recommend it. Ten episodes. And throughout these ten episodes, there was always some knocking going on in this house, in the Hill House. There was knocking on these doors and knocking on the walls and whatever. And I know it was just my mind playing a trick on me, because uh, your mind does that to you. But I heard that knock. So I got really super silent, and I, I just tried to intently listen <clears throat> and see what else I could hear. Uh, I didn't let Leia stay up there with me last night. She was downstairs, so I had no protection from the hound. And I heard more noise. It wasn't quite a knock from that particular space that it was the first time, but I heard more kind of ruckus, um, just kind of some rustling or whatever. A few minutes later, again, I'm listening, I'm listening. I haven't turned the TV on yet. I was trying to just keep everything completely silent so I could hear what was going on. And I heard, like, something dragging across the, the kitchen floor. Like, the, I got tiles in the kitchen floor. And I heard something. It made me think of when I would come home from a trip or something, and I had my my suitcase, my little tiny suitcase with, uh, you know, a handle and, and the roller wheels on it. And I'm rolling it across the, the kitchen floor, and it's, it's going over each... Uh, little indentation of the tile, you know, each individual tile, and you just hear it kind of uh, clip. Um, I don't know what you call it. You just hear it kind of rolling over each individual tile. That's the kind of noise I heard. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, no, the, only person that, the only other person that's here is Tommy. He's downstairs. I don't know why he would be rolling something across the kitchen floor. He didn't go anywhere. Uh, there's no luggage down there. You know, he, he walks across the floor occasionally, but... I heard something that sounded like it was rolling across the kitchen. You know, the, the, the kitchen is right below me in this lower loft. Like, literally, right below me. So I heard that, and I'm thinking, what in the world is going on? And then, moments later, I hear another knock that sounded like it was coming directly from that closet door. I did not get up to investigate. The 357 that I carried in there with me the previous night was down in the studio on the table. I was not going to get up and get that. I finally just said, you know what, I'm just going to sit here and just uh, just ignore it. I turned it on, on the TV, put American Horror Story on. I watched two episodes, turned it off. I laid down to go to sleep. It was now pitch dark in the room. And for probably a good minute, maybe two minutes, about every five seconds, I would open up one eye, maybe the other eye, maybe both eyes. And I would kind of look across the room and kind of strain and squint through the darkness and try and see if I could see anything, anything out of the ordinary, a shadow, an apparition, a, a light, something, some movement, whatever. I never saw anything. Excuse me. I did that for a couple minutes worth. And, um, Finally, I closed my eyes, and I was, I was tired enough where I just fell asleep. 
No nightmares again for the second night. So I get home today and I decide, all right, um, you went into the to the attic space through the closet. And while you were doing that, you looked up and you saw the little hatch to the upper attic. Let's go explore that. Let's go see what's going on. So tonight I decided, man, my head is itchier. I don't, I don't you know y'all can hear me scratching my head, but in my beard, probably. Um, sometimes you can hear me scratch my beard on this thing. I, that's how good these mics are. And the, the mic on the other side is even better. If I was over there, you'd hear, you'd be like inside my beard. You'd be like in there. So tonight I decided I'm going to go up into the upper attic. Upper attic. So I take my phone again. I left Leia outside. Uh, she can't, she can, there's no way she could get up there. And I posted it on my personal page, Brian Dale Sr. And I also posted on Craft Conversations. So you can go check out that second video on uh, Craft Conversations on Facebook. Check it out. I went back up into the upper loft and uh, check it out and go see what happened when I went up there. If you want to. If you're too scared, that's, that's okay. I understand. It's scary sometimes. Um, but it's up there. Go check it out. It's a good time. So anyway, that's enough of uh, the haunting of Hill House. And all the uh, extra uh, paranormal stuff I've been trying to, to do here at the house. We did the podcast last week, or two of them, uh, where we talked about my son, Brian Jr., but we never talked about what happened, where we went, what we did. We never talked about where we went, what we did, what the day entailed. Uh, we talked about all kind of other stuff, and we mentioned uh, kind of loosely a couple times that we were going to talk about our day and about what happened, and we never got around to it, so... I would like to speak on that for a little bit, if you don't mind. We started off the day, that Wednesday when he was in town, we started off the day. We went down to Holy City and opened those guys up. I think we got down there around 1130. They opened at 11. It's one of my favorite spots, and I go there probably once a week, usually on Sundays, because uh, there's not a whole lot of places, uh, brewery-wise, that are open on Sundays. So you got Holy City, you got Common House Air Works, you got Frothy Beard, uh, maybe Revelry, I think, uh, a few of the downtown places. But it's kind of hard-pressed to find a lot of people open on a Sunday. And Holy City seems like a great place to go. They have a great brunch. They uh, do yoga first thing in the morning, which I do not do, but I do have a... Um, Kara, the girl I'm talking to right now, she does yoga there on Sundays, and I, right now I'm meeting her down there afterwards. So, but this was on a Wednesday. We went down there, Brian and I, went down, had a few beers. Uh, we didn't eat anything there. We left there and decided to go down to the brewery district downtown because I have not been down to any of those places, and Brian, of course, has not because he lives in Flagstaff. So. I decided, let's go down and try that out. I can see for the first time. You can see for the first time. We can have a good time and, and enjoy it and explore it together. So we went down, parked uh, first at Edmonds O's Brewing Company down off of King Street. Went into Edmonds O's, had some, uh, we met uh, the bartender there, Chris, 
We had some fantastic beers. I'm not going to get into the beers we drank, but we had a couple sours. We had a stout. We had just a kind of regular IPA. Uh, tried a few things. The uh, menu had a cheesesteak on there that we decided we're going to get. We both got the cheesesteak, and we both decided that that cheesesteak was probably the best cheesesteak either one of us has ever had in our lives. And I mean, I'm 46 years old. Brian is 25. We've eaten a lot of cheesesteaks in our lives. A lot. A lot. And for either one of us to say that that's the best cheesesteak we've ever eaten is, that's pretty, that's pretty tall. That's pretty big. That's, uh, that's good cheesesteak because between the two of us, we both said that it was the best cheesesteak we've had. So if you have not had a chance, get down to Evans O's Brewing Company and get one of those cheesesteaks. You will not be sorry. I guarantee it. If you're sorry, if you don't like it, I'll pay for your cheesesteak. Let's put it that way. You email me at craftconversationspod at gmail.com or you message me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, any of my platforms where this podcast is broadcast, Podbean, Spotify, Apple, iTunes. Send me a message and say you did not like it. It was not a very good cheesesteak. I'll buy it. You give me your, your mailing address, I will send you the price of that cheesesteak in the mail. That's all I'm saying. The cheesesteak was good. It was very good. So we ate that. We had, um, like I said, a few beers there. We were just kind of tasting some stuff, and we had a couple half half pours, I think. We left there. Uh, the guy, Chris, told us that the trading, tradesman's was probably open, so we walked, uh, I don't know what the distance was, but we walked. Um, we went out and walked to the left to go down the tradesman. A lot of the stuff there did not, did not open until 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. The tradesman was supposed to be just opening, so we ventured down the street, down the sidewalk, got down to tradesman, and um, what was the guy's name down there? I think his name was Chad. Was it Chad? Man, I wish Brian was here right now to, to correct me. But I want to say the guy's name was Chad. I'm going to I'm gonna try and tag him in the post on Instagram, which I did when we visited the brewery. I want to say it was Chad. So if it's not Chad, I apologize, but we'll correct it in the show notes and in the uh, tagging in the post. But went down to Tradesman. I'd been to those guys to the location over when they were over in West Ashley or Johns Island, I think it was. I, I still call it West Ashley, that whole area over there even all the way down to Folly Beach. To me, that's it's just all West Ashley. It's west of the Ashley. But went down the Tradesman. We had uh, had a couple standards that I'd had before, but I had a couple new things as well. The space was nice. Had a nice outdoor area. It's kind of it kind of reminded me a lot of Vegas. It looked very kind of like uh, desert esque. Um, not a whole lot of greenery going on, I guess, or foliage or. Uh, landscape. It was just kind of uh, kind of plain, concrete, rocks, whatever. Some some benches, some tabletops, but nice nonetheless. Had a, had a nice outdoor area. We went inside. Nobody was outside at the moment. We went inside. We were the only people in there. Uh, the two bartenders were actually sitting on the other side of the bar. We walked in and they got up and said, "Oh, we we better get to work." So they went back and uh, service served us. Uh, we ended up talking to Chad. Again, I think that's his name. Might have been Glenn. Is it Glenn? Let's just stick with Chad. I think it's Chad. I could look it up real quick while we're talking. But So went in there, uh, talking to Chad. Come to find out, he had actually been 
to Flagstaff and to Sedona and all these places. So he and my son started talking. They had a good time. Um, had a great time talking about uh, all the locations and the camping and the hiking and the rock climbing and all that stuff out there. Um, yeah, it's Chad. I'm looking up. I'm looking it up right now. It's Chad. So I'll be going back to see that dude. He was a good dude. I'd like to have him on the podcast. As a matter of fact, he seemed like an interesting dude. So they had a good time talking. Uh, we talked a lot about beer. We talked a lot about hiking. We talked a lot about uh, uh, camping, Sedona, Flagstaff, uh, mountains, temperatures, scenery, just all kind of cool stuff. So sat there for quite a while, and then we we left, decided we were going to walk down to Revelry. I said, okay, everything right here should be within walking distance. So let's walk down. I haven't been to Revelry in a long, long time. Um, it's just kind of it's kind of out of the way. I don't come downtown that often, so we made a little trek over to Revelry. We walked up. We went to the to the um, to the rooftop. And man, I tell you what, the weather was fantastic. Uh, we had just gotten there. They were just opening. I think we were the first two people on the rooftop, as a matter of fact. Uh, walked up to the bar, got some beer. They said they had some uh, sushi specials that night on Wednesdays, I guess. They have sushi specials. So we ordered a couple rolls of sushi. We went over and sat on the railing, looking out toward the Ravenel Bridge and toward uh, the coast. Fantastic views. The sun was out. Uh, real minimal kind of cool cloud cover uh, you could see the bridge and the horizon just perfectly a little breeze going on wasn't too hot our sushi came out the sushi was fantastic we ended up getting another cup of rolls as a matter of fact sat there and had a few beers and man it was just people started rolling in one after the other and, and the place got a little more festive and, and energetic and the energy just kind of picked up and it was just it couldn't have been any better. I mean, it was fantastic. The rooftop was amazing. And it was the company I was keeping, obviously. It was the discounted uh, sushi rolls, as a matter of fact. It was the, the beer. The beer was good. It was just an all-around great experience. Just everything, all-encompassing, was great. We were watching uh, some people going through the, uh, the kickball field across the street, uh, people walking their dogs. Um, some smells of some food coming from various places. Uh, we saw a girl out on the other side of the kickball field at the, the little tiny park right there, swinging on a swing that just swang. Swang? Is that, is that the word you would say for, for swinging? She swang? I don't know if that's a word or not. She, but she was swinging. This is, she was swaying. She swaying on that swing the entire time that we were on that rooftop. We were up there for an hour, at least, at the very least. And she swaying on that swing the entire time. We left the rooftop. We closed the bill out. We said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go down and see a friend of mine over at Wine & Company, uh, Josh, that uh, used to work up in Somerville at Accent on Wine. I said, let's go over and see, uh, let's go over and see Josh at Wine & Company. I haven't been over there in a long time. Um, I think you'd like the guy. Uh, this is a wine bar. Brian works at a wine bar as well called Bricks. Let's walk over there, see what's going on in Josh's world. So we left the rooftop, went down the uh, precarious stairs there, walked across the street, walked by the park, and Brian wanted to go swing on the swings, but the, that girl was still swinging, man. She'd be swinging there for 
It had to be an hour, at least, maybe even longer. She just, she kept swinging. Um, it's kind of creepy, like maybe she wasn't even real, but she was real. But we get over there, there's only one swing that's left next to her. And then there was two more swings that had kind of that, um, you know, those little baby seats where you actually put a toddler in it and it's got a little place for the legs or whatever, and it's a seat. I can't get into that. My son couldn't get into that. So really we had no place to swing and, and he didn't want to leave me uh, alone to go swing. So we just decided, ah, screw it. We'll just uh, maybe come back on the way. We'll swing on the swing. So we went down to Wine & Company. We sat with Josh for a little bit and um, there was a, a, another bartender there. English, I think her name was. Gosh, I can't remember people's names right now. I think her name was English. I think that's what she told us. So she was very kind. She was very nice. She talked to us quite a bit. Uh, Joshua was, of course, very cordial. Uh, we had uh, one beer while we were down there. Talked to Josh quite a bit about wine and just uh, things in general, how things are going, business, what have you. We left there and decided we were going to walk back to the car. And we were walking back through the same area, you know, right there by uh, Reverie, went back by the park. Nobody's on the swings. We both got on the swings. And we swang for, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. Had a great time. Uh, we jumped off of the swing. You know, once we got it going up nice and high, we both jumped. And, you know, we were being kids. We were having a good time. We walked further down the street, past Reverie, went down a little side street, Lo and behold, we come across a place called The Hold by Reverie. It's a, it's another little side business that uh, Reverie started up. So Reverie started at the bottom there. They built the rooftop on the top of their building. And now they've purchased another space down the road called the, another building. And they called it The Hold. And it kind of has some, uh, some sours and some barrel age type stuff. What the hell? Let's stop in here. See what's going on. It was like 10.30 at night at this point, so we'd already been out almost 12 hours. We stopped into the hold. I think we tried pretty much everything they had on tap, and we even had a bottle or two. And Brian wasn't having it too much. He wasn't really into it. Uh, we'd been out a long day. He was probably still a little jet lagged, whatever. Had a quite, quite a bit to drink. He's 140-something pounds. I'm you know 190-something pounds, so... And uh, he was keeping up just uh, beer for beer with me. Uh, I think he'd had quite enough. And I had too, but since we were there, I was like, when in Rome, let's just, <laughs> let's just try. Let's just try some of these beers. And they were all fantastic. I mean, the whole, probably one of the top places on my list at the moment. I had a really good time there. The space was very cool, very small, very quaint. The people were cool. The bartender was great. The beer was fantastic. The glassware was cool. Everything about it was just cool. Uh, we left there and called an Uber because we're not dumb. We're not going to drive home. Left the truck over there at, at uh, Edmonds Oast and we got an Uber back to the house. And that was our day. We were out for 12 hours of that day. And it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. It was really good. It was a really good visit with my son. We did some stuff the next day, but that was the the extent of that that first day and uh, the brewery hopping. We didn't do really any of that the second day. It was more kind of low key and uh, just trying to um, 
to get over a little bit of a hangover and a headache. So, but it's phenomenal. Of course, we had to go back and and pick up the truck the next morning, but that was okay. That was it was well worth it. It was well worth it. Yeah. So that's about it. Um, I'm not going to talk about anything else. I don't think. I just want to do a, a small little thing. I've got some notes written down here. I want to talk about, uh, here's what's coming up on the next episode. I want to talk about, uh, people that wear hats indoors. I want to talk about some, uh, some Mormon taboos, uh, talk about some stuff, uh, some views, views from a bar stool, some stuff that I've seen out and about recently. I want to talk about my, uh, excuse me, my day out at all and all green when I went out there and, uh, saw Fleming Moore. I want to talk about uh, running into um, three people that have been on the podcast with me, musicians, all in one place at one time. Talk about some TV stuff, you know, TV uh, then and now. I want to talk about um, a lot of stuff, a lot more stuff, but I've got uh, got other days to do that. What I'm going to end with is... Um, this little post from David Goggins here. So this is what David says. He says, my social media posts are not about kissing my own ass. The deliberate intention of each and every post is to force you to think about your own personal life and realize how much you are leaving on the table. There are so many different social movements in the world today. I'm trying to create my own movement of people who no longer look for a way out, no longer blame other people for their misfortune. People who face their fears rather than avoid and hide from them. People who find strength in their insecurities. Based on the comments I see on my post, I know that this movement, while small, is happening. The kindling. It has started the fire. I'm trying to show people a different way to think. One that requires an open mind to the possibilities. In a world that is soft as shit, I'm trying to teach and show others who are willing to push themselves that their bodies and minds are forced to find more. I'm not going to make you me by any means. It's not about three o'clock in the morning runs or swimming in the middle of the night. I simply want you to ask yourself daily, have I really done enough? This shit isn't a fucking hobby. This shit isn't a fucking hobby. It needs to become a lifetime habit. Some people think I get paid to do what I do. For the record, I have not received a dollar. The last day I took off was December 16, 2016, and the last race I ran was that same month. Once again, it's not about a race. It's about attacking life. For those of you who read my book, you will see just how much I don't kiss my ass. I go to confession with my readers. The good, the bad, the ugly, it's all there. I had to do that in order to figure out how to master my own mind and create an indestructible mental toolbox. They're masters of all kinds. Some people master the arts, other master sports. I was obsessed with mastering the human mind. I want everyone who follows me to fucking crush life and everything in it. We all have the fucking ability to do it. That's it, guys. We all have the fucking ability to do it. Get out there and crush it, man. Get out there and crush life. Do the hard things so the easy things are easy. Does that make sense? Do the hard things so the easy things are easy. 
Live life, guys. And I'll talk to you soon.